Welcome to the Relationship for Win Win podcast. I'm Jennifer. And I'm Kevin. And we've been married for 25 amazing years. Well, they haven't all been amazing, to be honest, babe. That's true. And we have four awesome kids. We do. And we love them so much. And babe, I love you. And we're just trying to share some things that we've learned about life. Uh, We're not experts by any stretch of the imagination. We're not counselors. We're not professionals. But we have lived life a little bit. And we hope to share some things with you that are beneficial. So thanks for listening. Today, Kevin and I are going to be talking about an issue that we, of course, have dealt with in our marriage, but also um, we had asked some listeners to email us some topics that they were interested in us talking about, and two people actually asked us about this. Um, Amanda said, how can you gain someone's trust back after it's been broken? And Abby asked um, how to get over self-doubt and fear in a relationship, like completely trusting the other person in order to have a better relationship. So Abby and Amanda, we're hopefully this will help you in answering those questions as Kevin and I discuss trust today. Oh, my gosh. That's a heavy one, right? <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, we definitely have some experience uh, of broken trust, rebuilding trust, yeah, all of that. So, yeah, I'm glad they asked the question, actually, because yeah, it's, a great it, it's happened to everybody. I mean, everybody's been in a relationship of some form or fashion where trust has been broken, whether it's, uh, you know, in a in a relationship with your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever, and then also with your kids and whatever. So, yeah, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah, babe. it's so true because we, we're humans and we make mistakes. Right. So. Well, I looked up the definition. It's interesting. Trust is a noun and a verb. A noun is the belief that someone or something is reliable, good, honest, effective. And trust as a verb is to rely on the truthfulness or accuracy of what someone says or does. And I think that's kind of the trust that we're going to go with is talking about trust as a verb. Yeah. So I think there are many ways that trust is broken in marriage, but I think one of the most prevalent ways in the, a way that we've experienced is through infidelity. Yeah, that's the first one everyone thinks yeah. of. Right? Like, you've broken my trust, it's infidelity. Right, but there's lots of, I mean, you can break your in a relationship with money, pornography, gambling, drinking, really anything can be... Yeah, going back to your definition, it's like if yeah. I trusted you to do this and you don't do that or... Yeah. Or you do completely opposite of that, and there's hiding involved. Like trust, right. in my mind, anything you know with trust-related issues, there's always hiding involved as well. So yeah, yeah, it could be even with how you deal with kids or parents or what you said or what he she said. Anyways, so I think but the way we're going to discuss it is mostly with infidelity, but we're also going to try to point out a few other ways that trust can be broken as well as healed because it's totally possible. And that's really the message I'm hoping that you hear in this podcast is that trust can be rebuilt, regained. There's hope. Yeah, there's hope for sure. And and if infidelity is not your issue that you're dealing with right now, then just fill in the blank for something else. It's kind of what you're saying is to say there's all different ways trust can be broken. So wherever we say infidelity, fill in the blank of you know, spending too much or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So yeah, let's let's talk about that because again, trust is is really the backbone or kind of like building blocks of the relationship. Yeah, and I think when you get married, you think, okay, um, we're you know signing a document that we're going to honor and love and respect and all the yeah, those the, are the words vows and you the take, vows. Right? Yeah. But I think sometimes 
we we lose track of all those vows at some point in our marriage. I don't even think people remember them probably. (laughs) I couldn't tell you what they are. Yeah, Yeah, they remember them after, you know, a day or so. But I think we just lose sight of that because we get in the thick of it. We have kids. um, We're working. We're, you know, doing all these tasks, um, have all these responsibilities. And I think sometimes trust isn't maybe if it's not innately in you to be a trustworthy person or I don't know. I well, just people think don't wake time. up one day and say, you know, how can I just like totally destroy the trust <laughs> of my parents or I destroy the trust of my spouse? I'm yeah. just going to totally blow it today. What it's is it, Tuesday? True. Let me just blow it today. It is true. So there's something that, that you might have brought into the relationship that you didn't fully disclose or felt like that you didn't have enough there that you could really tell this other person. So that's kind of a trust issue. It could be that just throughout the course of marriage that – there are some issues that are maybe percolating to the top that you just don't feel like that you can share with the person because you don't totally trust them. And so something happens and you break their trust. So yeah. again, trust and communication are really just the, you know, the building blocks of all of this. And it takes a lot of vulnerability to be trustworthy and to trust someone to tell, yes. tell them your innermost thoughts and feelings. Yes. And so That's a it's great scary point. to be vulnerable. Yeah, so, yeah. To totally expose yourself to say, please don't think I'm a nut job, but you know this is something going on in my world or whatnot, and I hope that you can respond to that. So yeah, yeah. that's good. Well, anyways, the thing I was thinking because it's interesting that we aren't like when if someone is having an affair, usually it happens before we even find out about it as the spouse. And I'm going to say the man is having the affair and the woman is the one being betrayed. However, many women also have affairs. Oh, yeah, for sure. And many, and obviously, because the, the man has to be having an affair with someone. Yeah, it takes it's two another, to tango here. It yeah. does take two to tango. But before you find out, you're still thinking like, oh, everything's fine. Not until do you find out of the betrayal. That's when all the drama, all the feelings, all the emotions come up. So it's interesting that... Before you find out, you don't have any of that. But after, all your thoughts, and our thoughts are so powerful. And I think it's so important to pay attention to your thoughts. And I think a lot of people are totally unconsciously just reacting to everything. Yeah. And sometimes you hear that with people like, I had no idea. I had no idea that so-and-so had a gambling problem. No idea that they were having an affair. That It's like chances are there were some signs and things you're – you either chose to ignore it or were super busy that we just spaced it or just blew past it. Or like you said, you just kind of ignored your own feeling or intuition that you have that something is not right here. And then, yeah. Yeah. And you find out and then you're like, oh, you know, but I, I think also, um, the thought is when you think you can't trust your husband, it just brings up so much feelings and it totally disempowers you when you're thinking that and when you feel like that you can't be trusted it sucks yeah. i mean it sucks that you feel like that you're being watched by every move you know that you're you're not trustworthy um it can beat you up with shame and guilt knowing that you have hurt somebody else and then all of a sudden it's you know you have to gain that back and I was talking to a good friend about this in preparation of, of this podcast, and 
she was saying, yeah, when I was a little kid, like she did something wrong and the neighbor said, you've got to go earn my trust back. And I think that there's something valid with that is that, you know, if, if we have done something to hurt the trust of our spouse, we have to go do something to build that trust back. I mean, I remember being a kid and coming forth and telling my parents that I'd been using drugs and alcohol for um, a long time. And I knew that I broke their trust. Well, at that point, I think they even told me, like, you're going to have to gain our trust back. Or, like, the previous day I was doing all this stuff and, like, you know, I had their yeah. trust. Now, in a weird way, I just came forth and told you something and now I don't have your trust. It's the, you should trust me more now than like ever before, ironically. But it does, and it takes time. And I remember having to rebuild it with them. I know we're going to get into to our situation and how I kind of like rebuilt trust with you in our marriage with things. And so, um, yeah, I think you were going to say something about like uh, with— Well, you know, I, and it, when you were saying that, I was thinking, really, though, it has to be a choice if me telling you, Kevin— these are the 10 things that you have to do in order for me to trust you. I don't think that's going to be as powerful as you coming to me and saying, Jennifer, these are the things that I'm choosing I want to do to rebuild your trust. Because otherwise, it's a totally disempowering. And then I'm just relying on you to do those things for me to feel better. I agree. And, I, and I, so let's go there is yeah. because I think – Breaking trust multiple times, like in our marriage, and you know, a myriad of different ways, whatever it was. You know, I didn't bring home the milk that I was supposed right. to, the, the affairs. I definitely spent more money than I should have many times. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, again, fill in the blank. It's like, you know, if it's not infidelity, it's like I, mm, I hope Kevin doesn't money. look at the credit card. Right, right. So <laughs> I look at that as to say, I have found that when I kind of hit rock bottom, is that one of the things that I tried to do was to get honest with myself and put myself in your situation to say, I broke your trust. In this case, let's say infidelity. If I broke that trust, what must you be feeling? And then what, because I know you well enough, what do I need to do to rebuild that trust? And I'm going to come and willingly put on the table to say, Jennifer, I've been thinking about this and I know you don't trust me right now, but these are the things that I feel like I need to do to go rebuild your trust. And this is what I'm committed to do. And I'm freely giving that to you. You're not telling me because if I, if you're telling me I'm resenting that, right. right. And all of a sudden it's yeah. like, well, you're making me do this. And we've tried that before. Yeah. It, it become, never works. No, it never works. You become the sheriff. Like there was one time, like I had to turn in receipts for, because of, like, we were wondering where I was spending money and different things. And so, turning every receipt like for a year. And I felt, and it, at first I hated it, but then I'm like, okay, I get it. Like she needs to see it. And I got to the point where I just like willingly gave them is to say, you know what? Take a look at all these. Like, I don't, I have nothing mm -hmm. to hide anymore. And I get that you didn't trust me with that. So let me willingly give. So the, the first step I think is the person who has broken the trust has to dig down deep inside, take ownership for what you've done and say, what must my spouse be feeling and what do I need to do? What actions do I need to display willingly to go gain that trust back in their eyes? Mm -hmm. And and then therefore no one's telling me and I, I could be wrong, but babe, what's that like if I come to you and say, you know what, I'm giving up an extra phone and here's my credit card statement. You can read everything and here's the credit card and 
I'll check in with you. I, I think I need to check in with you hourly or whatever. Like, yeah. what, what does it do when you come to those things willingly versus you telling me well, those Well, it's definitely better for you to come to that. The, the one thing I'm going to mention, and all those things are amazing, and I think if you have a trust issue in your marriage, figure out what's going to work for you. Some things will work for you. Some things won't. But the, the main thing that I really have realized through all this of building trust that I have to freely give my trust to you. You're willing to build this trust. I have to just think, okay, I'm going to trust my husband and risk the possibility of him breaking my trust again. Yeah. However, my risk is worth it to me, the risk I have, because with that, I have connection, love, rebuilding our marriage to be a better marriage than it was before. So the reward is so much greater. And I will tell you that when you get vulnerable like that, and if you truly love the other person, you're going to say, man, I'm not breaking that trust again. Like, that's it. And, you know, everything's on the table. And you can kind of go back and say, what were all the things that were sneaky before? And say, no more. Like, it's it's full transparency That builds trust. It builds trust, right? Yeah. I was like, I was like what were we talking about? I was like, oh, it builds trust. Like, I yes, know. it builds trust. It does. You know? so, yeah. And I think really for me, getting confident with myself, like, okay, this is what it looks like when Kevin is trustworthy and building his trust. This is how I feel. So if something's ever off, I can think, okay, why is it off? What's going on with me? I first look at myself to see, is there anything going on with me? And if that's not the answer, then I can come to you and really be curious and ask you a question that hopefully I can get a, an answer. And And I think if you're forthright and don't get defensive and aren't upset about it, we can have a conversation. I can get the answer and, you know, get the resolve on that. Yeah, so what I hear you say is if you're trusting yourself in your own instincts and gut – Mm-hmm. And then also looking at behavior patterns of the person who's broken trust before. And you can go back and say, oh, these were the steps that broke trust. Now let me look at this new set of steps that are being done. And that's gaining my trust. You can start to see if some of those steps start to be broken. You can then go ask questions yeah. to say to the person, you know what? Hey, um, do you mind if I ask you about like these are some mysterious charges on the credit card? I'm just wondering what the flowers were for or what is this extra charge yeah. on here? And I'm and, not coming at it in a defensive way or accusatory way. Right. I'm just like, oh, I'm just curious. And then you can tell me and it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. All right, good. Right, and, and that starts to, again, where, where trust kind of gets broken again, you come at me in an attacking way. Right. Like, oh, he's at it again. Yeah. You know, what are these flowers <laughs> for? And, you know, and all of a sudden, and then I react in a negative way by saying, you know, get off my back. Like, I've yeah. been so good. Like, what's your deal? Instead of like, if you come in a genuine, loving way, and then if I say, I've broken your trust, I need to re- go rebuild that trust. And so, therefore, I need to be sympathetic and say, I'll answer those questions and then have the truth yeah. told. Because then, 
if you don't, it's like, man, the genie's already been out of the bottle, whatever it is. Gambling right. problems, spending too much, infidelity, whatever the deal is. Don't go put the genie back in the bottle, right? Just just keep owning that. Yeah. Work through it. Even if you slip up on something, it's far better to do that. Otherwise, you're continually breaking the trust. And then that person is probably thinking, when am I ever going to be able to trust you? As opposed to saying, no, I, I got that now. Right. We've turned a corner. And I think as a spouse, knowing, like, choosing, am I going to stay? I'm going to stay. If I'm going to stay, if that's your choice, then say, okay, we're going to work on this. Yeah. We're going to, I'm going to work just as hard as my spouse is working to rebuild the trust as I am to give the trust. Yeah. To give the trust. Because I have to be willing to give you trust. And so I think you have to work just as hard as the other person. Yeah, no. I, and if you do that, it's like amazing. Right. Is, otherwise, I can imagine like if you're sitting back and I've broken your trust and I'm like working like a dog over here to gain your trust. And like I can just tell like, you're not willingly accepting all of my offerings yeah. that I'm placing at your feet. At some point, you're like, why the hell am I doing this again? It's like, you know, this is useless. Yeah, and I think there's so many couples stuck in that pattern. And I think you both, just because one person broke the trust, you still have to do the work and accept the trust and still give it. Yeah, and and on bigger things, I remember reading a book. Um, I think it was called The Continuous Atonement, and I think it was by... Wilcox. Yeah, I'm going, probably. Yeah. I, think, I think Brad Wilcox. One of the Wilcox. Let's just say that. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm digging back in the archives. But I will tell you that um, one of the things that came out of that for me was that if I'm not willing to go forgive somebody else, but yet I want forgiveness from Jesus, mm-hmm. I'm putting myself above Jesus and, and the atonement of Jesus Christ is to say, you know what? I want to be forgiven, but I'm not willing to forgive you. Right. And as difficult and as hard as that can be, with things when particularly we've been hurt at the core, that's really what we need to do. And, and, it, and it doesn't happen overnight, but it's a work in progress. And you can look at that. And babe, I'm just going to tell you right now, I mean, you are the epitome of this, of forgiving and being patient and to walk with me and making us better so that we're like where we're at now is like, you know, the best part of our marriage we've ever had. And some of that has been rebuilding and being forthright and honest and forgiving and seeking forgiveness and being trustworthy. So I know as a life coach, you see probably a lot of people that are coming and and people in one form or fashion break trust. I mean, is that right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of marriages have this issue or similar issues. So I think it's learning how to think about it. And figuring out, I always like to go back to how do I want to feel? I don't want to feel betrayed, disempowered. The victim. The victim. I don't want to be the victim. So how can I feel empowered? I'm going to think thoughts like, oh, my husband's trying to build my trust. He is regaining my trust. You know, I want to think thoughts that help me feel empowered. How about I'm letting my wife uh, regain trust off of spending too much money and yes. blowing the budget? You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, so, it could know. go that way too. Right, for sure. Because like w- women, like you, you've worked in a clothing oh, yeah. store, you've seen a gazillion times where women are sneaking around. They're like, 
okay, I'm paying a little bit on this credit card, a little bit on this credit card. I'm writing a check and I'm paying cash. Yeah, because they husband, know their you know. husband isn't going to be a flag if the charge is only a couple hundred yeah. dollars. But when it comes out a thousand dollars, they're going to look and say, oh, what did I buy for a thousand dollars? And they're going to see clothes and they're like, wait a second. And so that's what I'm saying. It's all sneaky. It's all going around the thing. So I know yeah. as a life coach, you talk about different ways to do thought models. Right. And you help walk people through this kind of thing. So, I mean, maybe it would be beneficial for our listeners if we walked through a thought model or two. Yeah, I, I thought of one because we talked about before um, the circumstance. The circumstance needs to be neutral. And so a circumstance, if we're going to use infidelity, my husband had an affair, had sex with another woman, very neutral, Right. I mean, when you have, it, it feels unneutral. But the it, listeners are probably <laughs> like, "Why it's neutral?" But I get what you're saying. That it's just the it's fact just a is fact. what you're saying. It's just if the fact. We were going to go to court, and you know, you can't dispute that. You're right. saying, "Well, did they or not?" Like, no. Like, yeah. here's the fact: is what you mean by being neutral? Yes. Is it's just it, it's an, just an, a fact, yeah, indisputable fact. Okay. It's not until I have a thought about it does it right? have problems. So, your thought, I'm going to say, is I can't trust my husband. Well, that makes, if I think I can't trust my husband, the feeling I feel is disempowered. And my actions are disconnection with my husband. I withhold affection. I look for evidence why I don't trust him. I fixate on every move and probably lots of other it also, actions. It, it almost reinforces your yeah. thought. Yes. And the result is I find evidence to not trust my husband and I don't trust myself because it's just this, we're in a distrusting. Um, it's a circle. Yeah, of, it's a yeah. circle of distrust. So if I take the same circumstance, my husband had an affair, and I think I can't trust my husband yet, and I add the word yet onto it, that makes me feel hopeful. Yeah. Just that one little added word. Yeah, or and, comma for now, we like to yeah, say Yeah, we like yeah. to say that. And my action is I look for ways. My husband is showing me that he is trustworthy. Um, I feel empowered. I try to connect. I try to have compassion. So my actions are a lot different. And my result is I find evidence that my husband is building trust with me and I'm building trust with me. So even just adding a little comma, a little side word yet, can change your whole way of dealing with something that seems really big, hard, um, difficult. But it's definitely possible. And I love the word hopeful because I really want people to know there is hope. There's always hope. And if you can work together, especially when it comes to trust, you can really have an amazing marriage because you're going to have more connection, more vulnerability, um, more working together. Yeah, and you know, we talk about that, like you know, faith, hope, and love, is that kind of triangle. And we spend a lot of time talking about faith and love, but not a lot on hope sometimes. And when trust has been broken, we need to have hope to say this can be repaired, and all of that. So yeah. I, I think that that's a really good point um, to be able to have hope and to bring that back in. And it can be trust can be restored. Definitely. And yeah. I mean, if we if we believe in any of God's plan or the atonement, it for sure, it can all be restored. The other thing I wanted to talk about were our kids because a lot of parents struggle with trusting their kids, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Um, and it can be a huge issue. And I was listening to a coaching call the other day 
on a, a podcast and a mom was in tears. She was freaking out because her son came and told her that he had had sex with his girlfriend. And she just couldn't imagine, how am I going to ever trust my son again? And the coach and myself, as I was listening to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, you should totally trust your son. He came not being coerced. He freely came and told you he had sex with his girlfriend. And I think sometimes we miss when our kids are telling us something that they did. We freak out. We yeah. panic and think they're untrustworthy. Well, we may not agree with what they did. We may not want our son to be having sex with his girlfriend, but he trusted you enough as his mother to tell or father. you. Or father. <laughs> yeah, many tell fathers. Um, anyway, so I just think our reaction is so important when something like that happens and you can work through that. But just because someone tells you they've made a mistake, don't say, oh my gosh. Yeah, we've talked about it before is to say, look at a turtle that like ever gradually comes out of a shell. And if you make a big flinch at that, that turtle goes back in the shell and it doesn't come out for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes as parents or even as spouses, like, I finally get up the courage to tell you something that I have been hiding or whatever, and I'm getting that out. And then if I freak out or you freak out as a parent or spouse, it might be a long time before they come back again. So instead, you know, take some deep breaths, man. Breathe in through your nose. Feel the coolness of that breath coming in and warmth as it exhales and just kind of calm yourself down a little bit. Look at them to say, gosh, that must have taken a lot of courage to come tell me that, how would I want to show up and how would I want someone to react if I'm giving this to them and try to respond to that? And then that will, in a way, build trust as well to say, yeah. I can trust you that you're going to handle the big bombs when mm -hmm. they come out. Yeah. And they will. Definitely. And I think just making a choice, like you can choose to trust people. You can choose to trust your kids. You can choose to trust your spouse doesn't mean that when they make mistakes, you're going to agree with their mistakes. But I think God's plan is free agency. We all have free agency. So we all know we're going to make mistakes, right? So when that happens, we might have to do some rebuilding, but we can always choose to be on the side of, okay, I'm going to trust that it's going to all work out. It will. And yeah. I can trust that person again in my life because I love them. And it's interesting that a lot of times we'll say, with God's plan and, and we all make mistakes. We willingly say that about like somebody else's kids, but yes. like not my kids. Or it's like, we understand how your spouse made mistakes. Like, well, not my spouse, you know? Yeah. But I think that that happens. But the greatest message I think we could probably share is baby, you hit on this earlier is that just because there have been big things that have been done, if two parties are willing to come together, you can work through this and you can trust one another again, and you can forgive and you can move on. It, it's not easy, but it can be done. It just takes both parties pulling together, both parties being vulnerable, uh, both parties being strong, both parties communicating, uh, and both saying we're willing to pull this thing together, and it can be done. That's true. Amen. Amen. <laughs> friends, one of the greatest compliments you can pay us is to introduce your friends and family to our podcast so that we can all grow and learn together. So thanks so much for listening today to the Relationship 411 podcast. Please like and share. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Remember, we promise to give you the 411 about relationships. So you don't have to call 911 for yours. 